Welcome to uh, this week's edition of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. Uh, today, this show is dedicated to a very good friend, good family member, a great man. On January 16th, uh, the world lost Franklin James, and I would like to take this time and have a moment of silence and remembrance and recognition of a great man, a fabulous cousin, a wonderful friend, and a major supporter of Living a Rich Life talk show. Um, he is one of the key reasons that I am on air to this day here at BeExposedRadio.com. Uh, thank you, Franklin, for always being a stand-up guy and more importantly, a reliable, trustworthy, and distinguished gentleman. So we're going to take a few minutes. Moment of silence, please. Amen. Brother Franklin King, you will be missed but you will always be remembered. Thank you all for joining. This show is uh, pretty pretty hard, but I know Franklin would want me to continue. Um, as I mentioned, he just recently, we recently lost him. Uh, here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and remind each other the importance of living a rich life through six principles. Uh, good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Our first guest, he is a veteran singer slash songwriter. He has performed internationally at concert halls in France, Czech Republic, and Germany. He has been featured for his stirring performance of, and I'm going to tear this last name up, but it's Harry T. Berlu spirituals on local news outlets in Chicago and Washington, D.C. Before COVID-19, he was one of the last soloists on the main stage of the John F. Kennedy Center for Performing Arts. Through his music, he has found a way to advocate for the less fortunate and the, le and the ones that have been left out. Please welcome the one and only, that soothe voice, Mr. Garrett Jackson. What's up, everybody? What's up, Rich? All right. Glad to be here, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking some time. Uh, uh, we, you know, I thought you was a brother that inspires folks. Mm. Um, and I said, hey, this guy, let's get him on the show so he yeah. can tell his story and then give some inspiration. So let's let's get to it. What, what do you think? No doubt. No doubt. All right. So first and foremost, so, so how are you doing, especially during this, this COVID period time, this pandemic? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm a dad now, um, of, of all things. Uh, most importantly, uh, my son, son Quincy was born in July of 2020. Uh, and so right in the heart of when COVID was just going, going haywire, at least last year, uh, my wife and I gave birth. Um, and so our, our, our little guy is named after Quincy Jones, ironically. <laughs> um, and the production connection, because my wife is in TV. Uh, and so we're just we're just joyful to have him. And fortunately, our circle is pretty tight knit so we can still have him see, you know, parents and in-laws. But we keep it pretty tight. Um, but man, musically, 
uh, last year was a major pivot moment for me because I actually released my very first song uh, as a solo artist. And it's called Letter to a Nation. Um, look forward to talking a little bit about it here on the show. Uh, but it's really about COVID and dealing with a lot of the racial injustice that we saw and witnessed with our own eyes, uh, through the eyes and lenses of others uh, throughout all of last year. And um, it's beginning to be a bit of an anthem um, to speak to where we've been and try to give us a sense of hope about where we can go together. Uh, for those who may have watched the uh, inauguration of Joe Biden today, you heard him talk about unity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the theme that I'm trying to get across with this piece, some hard conversations, but hopefully we can get to a place of supporting each other, backing each other, and getting to the place of unity and healing. Oh, that's, that's what's up. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for yeah. that. I think at the end of the day, it has a win-win. So, so tell us, Garrett, who inspires Garrett Jackson? Who and what inspires Garrett Jackson? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get inspiration from a lot of places, man. So musically speaking, uh, Raphael Sadiq is a major inspiration. Uh, his his voice, his his gift on guitar, uh, D'Angelo, Joe Scott, Erica Badu, Robert Glasper on piano, uh, Common, Black Thought, folks like that. That gives me a lot of the musical um, inspiration. <clears throat> so when I was trying to approach the song, uh, a couple more folks like John Legend and Eric Roberson were really kind of in my mind as I was writing. And I could kind of hear their voices doing songs like Glory uh, that we saw in the uh, the feature film Selma. Um, so those have been some of my musical inspirations. I mean, for the for the fam and just uh, my, my little guy, my wife, Lauren, uh, they give me inspiration every day and, you know, have been a, a force uh, throughout all of COVID to keep pushing me to do things like this to get my music out there. Um, some of my kind of day one friends, I got to shout out my girl, Carolyn Malachi. It's an awesome vocalist, Grammy nominated vocalist, and uh, really pushed me to get this project out there and believed in this project. So I get fortunate to get inspiration from a lot of things, man, but God has been good to me, to my family. And so um, I definitely give him all of the credit, but uh, without question, I've had some folks in life, you know what I mean, who've kind of stood by my side and and walked this path with me. And particularly as I got into this journey of uh, uh, pushing out some music, um, I had that I had that uh, group of folks around me to be that support system. Yeah, you, you've always had a, a wonderful voice, <laughs> and I, I say that just from the history of of knowing you. Yeah. Um, which is which is always a, a wonderful thing. <laughs> well, I always like to take after five interviews because then the baritone really settles in and it can be a little bit more impressive. You get me around noon, I sound a little bit more like a tenor. So this is perfect timing. I appreciate the setup. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got it. Question for you. Uh, a question came in. What skills have you learned that will help that helps you in your singing career? Oh, man. So I studied classical voice at Morgan, uh, Morgan State University in Baltimore, uh, where we both share our alma mater and learning some of those fundamentals around uh, breath support, being able to sustain a melody, sustain a line so that you can communicate um, what it is that you're trying to say. 
honestly, you learn a lot from these programs about being a storyteller. Mm. Hey, when you are being out there uh, singing a solo or, or if you're on video, whatever the case is, you're telling a story. You're trying to communicate with the people that you're sharing your gift with and being able to learn what it takes to be able to tell a story in a way through music. I think is a really unique gift. We, we talk about public speakers and, you know, there's a couple of key things that you want to make sure that you do to, to really capture your audience and make sure that they're engaged and you're, you're transparent with your message and you reach the folks that you want to reach but with music. It's a little bit different because the melody becomes your, your, your canvas. And so as a singer, you get to really kind of determine how and where you want to shape your music and how you want to use this note or that note to really give an, an, an aura of what you're trying to communicate. Um, and so with Letter to a Nation, the unique thing about uh, this particular song is actually kind of a country, bluesy, gospel soul kind of flair and the, and the likes of Sam Cooke and so many of the soul singers, Marvin Gaye from the DMV, uh, who have done the same. Uh, and so I had to kind of pivot with my voice and think about how to deliver a song like this. But these early learnings in, in classical voice prepared me. Breath support to stage presence to being able to communicate a story. It all kind of works together so that no matter what genre I'm tackling, I can tackle it with confidence. Okay. I, I like I like that. The story piece. I like the repetitive, you know, repeating that. Cause again, at the end of the day, this is what we want folks to do. We want you to tell your story. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned um, with the five o'clock interviews, uh, tenor <laughs> versus alto. So what, what kind of singer would you classify yourself as? So uh, voice wise, I'm a baritone. Uh, so I, I've got pretty low notes. I've got pretty high notes. I can do a lot of falsetto. Uh, that can sound even kind of like a soprano um, and kind of work my way all the way back down. So the, the gift of particularly for a baritone is that you tend to have that lower register as well as that upper register. That's that's kind of a head voice. So where you hear a singer like a Jennifer Hudson belt out with a chest voice, that's sort of one thing. But then you kind of get the Mariah Carey is the easiest person I can think of that has that real airy top voice you can also kind of get some of that too with a baritone. Not quite as high as Mariah, but a baritone can stretch up there to uh, to some of those heights. It's uh, kind of the unique thing about that voice part. Okay. <clears throat> so those that's just tuning in, watching and listening, we are live here on BeExposedRadio.com with Mr. Garrett Jackson. And we are talking uh, music. We we're talking a little COVID. Uh, more importantly, <clears throat> Excuse me. Some uh, good things coming up here. Um, yeah. So uh, earlier in your introduction, I know you've been a lot of different places internationally. Has singing expanded your travel experiences? Without question. Without question. Um, I actually began my international travel as a result of, of singing when I was in high school <clears throat> in a, a, a chorus called Sound of America in 2001, and that led me on a six country tour to a few of the places that uh, you named in the bio, Rich. Um, and it really began to expose me to not just what's possible through music, but just how internationally 
accepted or, or sort of universally accepted the gift of music is. You know, in every culture, in every society, music is a part of the, the, the language of a people. And so having the opportunity to travel and do those types of things just made me realize just how special the, uh, the gift and the, the language, quite frankly, that music is. So from high school doing that to going to Morgan, uh, uh, ending up in, in Paris, singing with Wynton Marcellus for his All Rise presentation in Paris, uh, to 2004, um, uh, being the first, being a part of the uh, first black choir, Morgan was, uh, to sing in the country of Russia in 2004 uh, for an international festival. Uh, my sophomore, junior year was just incredible. And so I've had these experiences that have shaped who I am and, and helped to build my character so that when I'm out in front of people, when I'm trying to communicate the message, my message is one of peace, one of love, um, but also one that's not afraid to speak truth to power because music has the ability to do that. It has the ability to stop us in our tracks, make us think about what's going on and be able to change course for the better. Uh, absolutely. That's well said. That's, that's well said. I, I'm trying to sit here and I'm wondering how come we haven't had these conversations beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all in the right time, baby. This is this is where we're supposed to be, right here. This this, this is true. I appreciate. Yes, indeed. Day. Yes, indeed. Understand that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So so tell us. I want to hear about your song that you have just recently working on. And if yeah. Letter yeah. to what, what's the title of it again? Letter to a nation. Letter to a nation. Okay, that's. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's, it's wild. So March of last year, I woke up with this song on my heart, words, music, already just completely like 90% done. Um, and, and what I decided to, to do with that was to record it in an app called Acapella um, because of my, my, my keyboard skills are okay, but I really had a specific sound that I knew was coming from this, this song. And so what I ended up doing was recording myself in eight different parts to kind of get a sense of what I was hearing. You did a Ray Charles? Was that? You did a Ray Charles? Man, it was, so to think about it that way, you're trying to sing something that you hear and you're trying to hear it and sing it at the same time. So it's, is is playing mind tricks on me. So I think I think the more that I do it, maybe it'll it'll come a little bit easier. Um, but this was literally the first time I was using this app, and I was like, okay, I, I know I can do this, but this brand new song, like it's 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 mine, so it's got to be right. It's got to be right. And um, I knew that this message was something that was powerful, and was quite frankly taken aback by the fact that the the the, the content of this message was so strong. And given that we were just beginning to get into COVID. Uh, stay-at-home orders were starting to go in, virtual posture with work for a lot of people was going in place, mask wearing, and then, of course, confusion because we were getting one message from, you know, now, thank God, our former president um, and, and, and a variety of other sources to figure out what it is that we do. And so this song was born out of that, actually. Uh, and so the songwriting process, once I did the acapella joint, I'm like, okay, let me, let me see if I can go ahead and take this to the next level. What I actually ended up doing um, I connected with Eric Roberson through uh, through a, uh, an app called Patreon. It's a, a music subscription service for folks who want to see the behind the scenes of an artist. 
So I subscribed to his Patreon uh, page and communicated with him. And he shared with me, he said, man, this is something that I think you need to go ahead and take into the studio for real. So, you know, having never done it for myself, I'm like, okay, well, where do I start? Fortunately, I, I knew some folks. So I reached out to a couple of producers and they were generous with their time, man. And before you know it, we were we were rolling. Um, and fast forward a couple months later, once the piece was finally up and running, decided to do a music video. And the music video wanted to make sure that while I had confidence that the song was 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 gonna catch people, mm-hmm. and a visual that communicated this 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 vision of what's been going on. So it's one thing to sing about COVID, to sing about racial injustice. It's another thing to be able to show people what it is that you're talking about. So the goal of the video was really to help folks cope with grief, acknowledge anger, and not stay silent in the face of injustices around us. Um, And so that has been the tool that I've been using and promoting and sharing Man, I've had conversations with uh, with with school kids in Philadelphia this week. We're we'll talking to more students in, in Maryland next week. It's just it's, it's wild how this is is coming together and how folks are taking this on and thinking about what their letter to a nation looks like. Um, and so that's that's the thing that's been exciting me as of late, man. And I'm just trying to continue to push this message out there while I'm excited about our new administration and hoping that the vaccine and all of those things will encourage us to get to a better place as a, as a country, particularly for black people, because we've been getting the virus at higher rates, dying at higher rates um, to really kind of get at some of these issues from a policy standpoint. Um, then I think we can really be in a, in a better place. And, you know, it kind of helps because I've got this music background and I did this in policy at George Washington University. So I'm kind of blending the two of these avenues together with this song. So it's a really, really unique opportunity, really unique moment. Um, kind of hate to have had to write, felt the urge to write a song based on these circumstances, but you know, these are, these are what the times call for. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I had the courage to step up and do it. Yeah. And I think having, um, you know, when you have a platform like that, when you're in, in music and you have that opportunity, um, I think just in generally speaking, that's what you should be doing. You know, I, I, me being on this radio show, at first it was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm good at doing this, right? But now I use yeah, yeah. fire folks, and, you know, remind them and kind of give them some inspiration to tell their story because ultimately it, it will help someone else, right? Right. That's all I'm good What first got you into music, Garrett? Oh, man. Um what first got me into music. So likely one of a couple things. So uh, definitely my, my, my church that I grew up in uh, was the first place that I really started singing for real. Okay. Uh, my grandmother actually was a opera singer in, uh, in New York uh, back in the 1940s and 50s when that was relatively unheard of at the time. And so some of my initial music uh, inspiration kind of comes from her. Uh, and my mother, who was one of the first black uh, uh, singers in Washington Choral Arts Society uh, back in the 70s and 80s. And so their example definitely kind of paved a way for me to you know, even kind of get into it. Uh, but I didn't really open my voice for real until almost high school. Um, studied a little bit of music at the Matha Catholic High School in Hyattsville. 
and uh, really took a an honest um, look at what I wanted to do. And honestly, back then I was like, I, I want to sing. That was that was all I knew. I said, I, I want to sing. And I didn't know what that was going to turn into. Um, one thing led to another, and I got a scholarship to go to Morgan for music as well, and kind of continued on. And it's been some time. I've, I've been singing on the side, I'll say, uh, aside from my, my nine to five. Um, but I've, I've always had that passion for music, sung in a variety of different groups. Um, Baltimore, uh, now Columbia, Maryland-based Soulful Symphony that's selling out shows for years and a number of others uh, that I've been blessed to be a part of. But this is sort of that first time where it's like, wow, here's the here's the next step opportunity for me. So uh, it's just humbling, man. It's, it's humbling to be in this position. It's humbling to share your gift uh, with something that's so meaningful to so many. Yeah, they, they say music is a it's a universal language. So that's yeah, that's, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so so again, we have Garrett Jackson, uh, singer songwriter. Um, so you know, I heard you say you you know when you get on Living a Rich Life radio talk show, you know it's not called Be Exposed Radio for nothing. Ah, uh, <laughs> so can you can you hit us with a song uh, a song first or something just a little something to to oh, win man. the audience palate. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I'm going to do a couple things to um, to mix it up a little bit. So do just a little bit from, from Letter to a Nation. Uh, and if y'all want to you know, shoot the video at some point, we can do that, too. Um, but let's see. Let me do a little bit of that. Where do I begin? Will it ever end? How did we even get here? How long will we be here? When will we win? Our time seems like it's running thin. Confusion and delusion are sinking in. Our faith is being shaken, might bend, but it ain't breaking. Would you listen to my letter to a nation? Dear America, oh, dear America. Nice, very nice. Let's let's piggyback off of that right now. That sounded excellent. Um, how can folks get a hold of Letter of a Nation um, and, and and follow you on social media? Let's let's give them that information right now. No doubt, no doubt. So at Real GP Jackson, at Real GP Jackson for all of my social media across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, hit me up. I'm 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 a I'm a kind dude. Like send me a message. I'll send something back to you. It's all love. Um, at Real GP Jackson, and uh, you can find Letter to a Nation on YouTube. Uh, search Letter to a Nation GP Jackson, and it will pop up. You can see the incredible video shot by Make a Scene Media, uh, women-owned uh, media company based here in Silver Spring, Maryland. So it's 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 dope. You gotta gotta watch it. Sit down with your family, with your kids, uh, whoever's in your house. You're monitoring COVID. You know, share it with them, share it with friends and family and ask folk, man, what is your letter to a nation? What is it that you want to see different? Um, it's also available on iTunes, uh, Amazon, Spotify as well. Okay. 
So you heard it first. This is Living a Rich Life radio talk show. You heard it first right here on Be Exposed Radio. That's why we call it Be Exposed Radio, because we, we, we inspire, inform the whole nine, and we will expose all the good sounds, good things about uh, individuals right here. So that was that was really good. You got a, you got a lovely voice there, Garrett. You got a lovely voice. <laughs> Can I do a little something else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. What else? What else you got for us? Give us give us something so, else. So they got a classical background, right? So now we're gonna we're gonna do the do the whole 180, the other side. <laughs> and and somebody who's somebody who's gonna look at this and, and go directly to the classical part, you're gonna figure out, gonna try to figure out how I sound like the same person <laughs> with the same voice. But so this is this is a bit of the classical side. We shall come. We shall come. We shall come someday. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome someday. Nice. Here you have it. Mr. Garrett Jackson, singer, songwriter. Yeah, baby. That's that's a good sound. That's definitely a good sound. Um, do you do you sing in the shower? <laughs> All the time. It's terrible. Because the shower is where you mess up. You just you just sing whatever, man. Like be in that joint, just uh, you know, trying to make up songs and you know, the words be all wrong. I'll be trying to figure out like the voice be cracking. I mean, just you know, because it's a it's it's a most vulnerable place that 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 you can be, and so you know, and it's even got a little bit of acoustic. I think that's why everybody kind of likes it because you hear right. It. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, it's got a nice little ring to it. And if folks think that they can sing. It's like, nah, man, go ahead and, and show it all that. Um, <laughs> but 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 yeah, man. I mean, I I love the I love to throw a tune up in the uh, in the shower and just. And just you know, let a let a song resonate and figure out like what might be the next thing. Right now, I'm just kind of working on uh, thinking through what I want my follow up to look like. Something around you know going back outside again, what that looks like, man. So, we'll, we'll see. Well, yeah, the shower, the shower, all, all <coughs> inspiration. Ooh, excuse me. Okay, <laughs> what what does your process look like, right? So you have this song out out, and I, I know you just had this inspiration to to write it. But as you look and think about moving forward, what does that creative process look like for you? Man, I got to tell you. Um, <coughs> uh, bless you, man. Bless you. Um, one of the things that I told uh, these 10th grade students in Philadelphia earlier this week was um, when it comes to the writing process, you, you, I really try to let the writing come to me. Um, and, and one of the questions that they asked was, you know, when you're when you're writing, are you writing to a specific genre? Um, for, for me, if I were to try to write to a specific genre, I feel like I would already be boxing myself in. Because part of it is when you're when you're writing, it's it's freedom of thought, right? You're, you're trying to kind of find 
what it is that you want to say or you have a bit of what you want to say. And, you know, maybe maybe your vibe is R&B, maybe it's soul, maybe it's hip hop, whatever. It could be a variety of things. But I honestly believe from a writing process, when you're focused on the writing, the genre may speak and be something totally different, right? And, and so one's giftedness in writing, in my opinion, is not tethered to a particular genre. You yeah. could just be a dope writer and you can write to a variety of different things. So I, I try to approach my writing process with an open mind um, and, and really try to find a quiet space. So these, these you know, nighttime is the right time for me. So I, when everything's quiet, when the phone's not buzzing no more, the emails aren't coming in, you know, the baby's asleep, everybody's asleep, that's when I can think my clearest um, because it's, it's so quiet. And so more times than not in those moments, that's where the ideas start to, start to settle in because the busyness of the day has subsided in such a way that now there's a level of clarity um, that I didn't once have. Uh, but I mean, left donation is different because I woke up with it. Right, right. Uh, you know, so you just you you. I don't think you can. Um, I don't think you can really uh, determine how the writing is going to happen. Some folks are just gifted, and they can just start writing about something and just start writing. Yeah, yeah. And some people try to, uh, you know, try to conjure it up. They try to they try to force that process to happen, and you know, sometimes that doesn't lead to the greatest quality because maybe you're trying to, you know, maybe you got a deadline. We, we, we always have different things. <laughs> we always got, we always got deadlines. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. So, um, maybe because I'm not yet in that position yet mm-hmm. where I'm signed and, and, and I'm writing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm speaking for, for this year. I'm looking forward to the opportunity when somebody might say, Hey, gee, we need to go ahead and see about you getting picked up. Um, but in that writing process, I try to let myself be as free as I can so that I can hear what it is I need to hear and write what I need to write. But one of the, so one of the things though, you, you kind of say, Hey, you have that downtime with things a little quiet. You just, you know, might just go into a room and, and then you might just let it go, but it's easy. It's yeah, flowing. Right. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it leads to a more authentic experience. You know what I mean? Like if right. I'm that live a rich life, right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that everything that I do, it lines up. I'm trying to make sure that every every time I get in front of a pen and paper, that I'm being authentic. Mm-hmm. And what, what flows from that is my 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 heart, and and you can hear that with "Letter to a Nation." You can you can hear and feel the passion in the in the song because the writing was authentic. The writing was coming from a real place, um, and so I, I always try to encourage. Uh, folks that are that are interested in songwriting that you know for me that's that's what worked i mean i haven't written yet you know knock on wood a, a grammy winning song but you know I, I've, I've written some things that i know when i hear it it's it's good and i've been fortunate um that a song like this has been received uh so well man so uh, that's 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 what i share with folks that's what i share with folks for sure and i know there's more to come there i i, I definitely without question without question <clears throat> So you, one of the things you mentioned earlier was in regard to you found this app, right? Because, again, we're in a different phase yeah. in the world where, you know, one, I'm able to bring uh, Living a Rich Life talk show 
you know, and again, the Exposed Radio, we've been doing this for a while. We yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, doing it virtually, this is nothing new to us. We have mm -hmm. a, a team like a producer like Monty and you have team folks, executive directors and things of that nature. Right. Um, <clears throat> so how do you feel the Internet has impacted the music business? Oh, man. When I tried to get into the music business back in 2006, there was this little device called the iPod that mm -hmm. came and that completely upended the music industry as it had been prior to 2006. Um, and ever since then, man, it's been kind of a race to the finish. I think where we are now is in a much more uh, well-defined space. Um, now that things like, you know, streaming platforms are sort of primary sources for musicians to be able to, and, and an artist to be able to get their, uh, their music out. Um, and heard and, and monetized. Um, that's obviously, you know, a really, a really strong way to kind of generate buzz. Social media obviously is a major player in that and influences uh, where a lot of artists get discovered. Um, so there's a big, there's a big, uh, I think now there's kind of a, uh, maybe a foundation around what at least the current state looks like. I can't really speak to the future, but Mm -hmm. to getting found on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, you know, folks can collaborate using all types of different tools and, and, and applications to do remixes with folks, you know, almost in live time on TikTok. You can do a duet where someone who actually uploaded the video, you can then upload your video to sing a harmony with them uh, and, and then kind of to back out there as your kind of collabo with said artists. So it's, it's changed, I think for the better in some ways, because uh, the consumer, the, the, you know, the person who actually wants to purchase or be entertained by the music has so many ways to access that music. I think the saturation part um, is a bit of a challenge because, you know, music is everywhere. It's, it's, you know, is it on your Amazon music? Is it on your iTunes? Is it on, <laughs> is it on SoundCloud? Is it on Spotify? Is it on Deezer? Is it on this? Is it on that? So there's a lot of sources uh, for folks to actually consume music. I'm not sure how good or bad that is. I guess if you're, if your music is everywhere, then, you know, whoever has their taste for whichever app, you know, that's great. Right. Yeah, definitely changed, um, changed the game. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just learning to be honest with you. So I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing how that evolves. Okay. Question here before you came in, who would you yeah. most like to collaborate with? Oh man. Um, John Legend, <laughs> um, John Legend, Eric Roberson, um, God, man, Robert Glasper, Jill Scott, Eric Badu, like the, you know, the folks that I named as my inspiration, like any of those cats would be, Insane, insane, absolutely insane. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Some of those folks, because I, I actually know the names. Okay. <laughs> I actually know the names. I love it. So, what what's your favorite song to perform? Do you have a, a you know, because you, again, your voice you can do a few different things. We just heard. Um, do you have a favorite song that yeah. you uh, like to perform? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, So normally, up until this point, I'll say, 
when I've been performing, it's been more of the classical genre. So uh, one of my favorite pieces to perform is the, the oratorio Handel's Messiah. And Handel's Messiah uh, tells the story of the birth of Christ and uh, there's a whole kind of thing all the way up to the death of Christ. And so there are a number of solos and choruses that do that whole thing. And it's this big grand production. Um, and it's really, really a more than 200 year old piece. Um, but that's around Christmas time. That's one of my favorite ones to, to do outside of that, man, I got a really, actually one of my favorite songs to do karaoke to, um, is, is, I was going to ask you that. Do you do karaoke in the Yeah, every 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 blue moon, every blue moon. Uh, one of my favorite pieces to do karaoke to is is Usher's song "You Don't Have to Call." That joint is just, I think, is off his uh, eighty seven oh one album from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just a cold, cold, cold jam. Um, that every time it comes on after the night. Leave the girl around me to play for real. That's for real. It's just a vibe, man. Like, right, right. <laughs> I just love the way he bounced on situations. I've dust. It's just, it's just a whole vibe, man. He kind of got a little Michael Jackson flair to it too. You can hear in the in the bebops of the of the way that he uses the words and everything is, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's one of my most fun songs to sing. Uh, I see. I see you get into it. I look forward to it. Oh yeah, that. man. The minute that joint comes on, you don't have to call. It's like, hey, it's okay, girl. Cause I will be all right tonight. It's, it's, it's great, man. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I love, love. The, I love, I love the energy. That's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You recently did um, for those that don't know, again, we have Garrett Jackson, singer, songwriter, extraordinaire. Um, Garrett is a Sigma. I am also a Sigma. Yes, indeed. Uh, you recently performed at uh, a Sigma event, did you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell so, us about that. Man, it was crazy. So I connected with, and I had no idea, um, but one of my uh, grad school chapter brothers, a uh, guy by the name of John White, he was the, um, he was the director for the virtual production of Sigma's 107th uh, Founders Day event. And we connected in December um, and and hadn't been in contact for one reason or another for maybe the last, I don't know, let's say a year. And we're in a a leadership program together currently. And um, I happened to learn that he was in the program, reached out to him, and we're just catching up like we had just talked yesterday. So we're we're texting back and forth. I said, hey man, I just, I just happened to release a song. And by this point I had just released it maybe same week. And so he listened to it and immediately he was like, Hey bro, I I need this to be on the program. Are you, are you willing to have a show this video on the program to the brothers? I said, man, absolutely. Like, of course that would be incredible. And man, he, he followed through, man, he followed through. And, um, and that, that presentation for the entire fraternity has been seen, uh, I think, about like 60,000 times now, um, which is incredible. It's up there. It's up yeah, there. man, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And and I was nestled between Brother Victor Glover, who uh, 
some of you may not know the brother part, but Victor Glover is the brother who's in space right now in the International Space Station. And we actually had a live conversation with him from the International Space Station on that program live. It was incredible. Um, my song came up right on the back end of, of his talk, which was crazy. And then right after me, Blair Underwood came and gave a presentation. So it was just blowing my mind how all of this was happening. And then I was on the, I didn't realize um, until John, John mentioned it, but also uh, another one of our Sigma brothers, Kirk Carr, who's a multi Grammy nominated gospel singer, industry leader for God knows 30 some odd years, um, who also had a presentation. And a few days later, man, he actually tweeted out uh, and, and said an Instagram post and Facebook post about about my song and encouraging folks to uh, to to uh, to listen to it and watch it, which just I mean, it just shattered my whole day that somebody like him uh, would would think so highly of a piece like mine and uh, and tell his audience and his followers um, to listen, man. So it's been, it's been, it's been wild, but yeah, the brothers have stepped up incredibly and it's been, um, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. Excellent. <clears throat> Again, we are interviewing Garrett Jackson, songwriter, singer extraordinaire. And, um, one of the things that I like to ask my, my guest Garrett is what does living a rich life mean to you? Oh man. It means living authentically, man. It means living authentically. And uh, at the end of the day, um, I honestly believe that who you are, uh, people can tell. You know, I mean, the same thing that we saw with our outgoing president. We we knew who he was before he got here, and he just continued to show us who he was. And I only use that analogy to say when people see you for who you are, they can tell. When they they can see your authentic self, they can tell. And so I always try to bring my authentic self to the table because I'm trying to spread love. I'm trying to spread positivity. I'm trying to, I'm trying to speak truth to power and, and get us as a people to a better place. And so that, that, that posture of authenticity, of integrity, of making sure that I own my word, that when somebody reaches out, I reach back out um, and, and making sure that I'm a part of this uh, body of, of, of believers that are that are healing folks that are trying to reconcile folks. I, I think that's where living rich really uh, really takes shape because it's not so much what you're doing for yourself; it's what you're doing for other people. So living richly for oneself, I mean, that's cool, but I don't know that there's much of an impact in that, you know. But being able to live richly ought to mean that somebody is impacted by your living. The fact that you are living richly means that somebody's life is better. That's, that's what I believe, man. And I know you're doing it. So I appreciate the honor of being able to be a part of this brand. I will be exposed radio, living a rich life, man. It's real GP Jackson. I appreciate y'all. Uh, <clears throat> and, and what I want to do, Garrett, also, <clears throat> excuse me. Hopefully I ain't trying to catch nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're going to make sure that we, um, we connect, we get your information. Um, cause there's a few things that we do on Be Exposed Radio and well, we can no talk doubt. about that off the air. No um, doubt, no doubt. But so, so what's next, what's next for Gary Jackson? What's next for you? Man, next, uh, uh, need to eat some dinner. 
<laughs> need to get some food, man. Um, no, no. Uh, trying to come down from this inauguration day, man. Incredible to see our, our first African American vice president and Kamala Harris. Um, just really, really excited. Uh, an HBCU grad. I mean, it's all of the vibes, man. Um, she's just an incredible, incredible human being, and I, I look forward to one day maybe meeting her in the White House. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but just incredibly, incredibly grateful to be an American today, um, celebrating, of course, our, our President Joe Biden and, and everything that we're looking forward to with this administration. So trying to come down off of that, have a nice beverage to toast it up, and, uh, and hopefully uh, 2021 will begin to look a little bit better. Um, but in the meantime, man, I'm continuing to push this song out there, Let It To A Nation. I uh, want you all to feel free to share it. Hit me, man. Real GP Jackson. Want a dialogue. Want to continue to get this song out there. Uh, if you if you know somebody that needs to see this, hit me up. Send it to them. Share it with them. Let's dialogue, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this message out there and really encourage folk to sit down and think about what their letter looks like. If It doesn't have to be a written letter. It doesn't have to be a song. It could be whatever it is that you're seeing in your local community that you want to see be different and how you're going to be an advocate to make sure that that happens. Um, so that's what I'm pushing. Uh, we're actually starting a, a curriculum, Rich. Um, we're going to do a curriculum that's going to hit uh, hopefully K through 12 and post-secondary. That's going to focus on civic engagement, uh, racial reconciliation, and social justice. So we're going to approach uh, this through a lens of, of, of Black folk, of having our voices at the table to build this curriculum. Um, so we're, we're working with folks across the country to be able to pull this off and hopefully we'll have it ready sometime this year. Um, but that's, that's sort of the big, big thing that, um, that I'm beginning to lean into and really, really excited about it. My, my dear friend, Dr. Rhonda Hilton is, uh, is helping to stand this whole thing up and I just couldn't be more excited to, uh, to partner with her and my best friend, Dr. Lamar Hilton uh, on this effort. So it's, um, it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. We're pushing this song, trying to build up this curriculum trying to save our babies, man, and uh, and do it for the culture. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining, Garrett. Yeah. Um, continued much success to you, my brother. My pleasure. My young brother, thank you for sharing your story. Um, we'll definitely connect because I could, I could help you with a few of those things. But thanks no for joining no and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Appreciate y'all. All right. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> voice there. So um, that was right. Garrett Jackson, singer, songwriter, um, has a lovely voice. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, it's a good sound. I encourage you to check out Letter to a Nation. I will um, post some information on my Instagram and to make sure that you could um, get to it and access that information. Um, we're going to keep the show going. Um, our next guest should be coming in shortly. Um, I, I got to say, my next guest was uh, a random one, but I, I saw her profile and, and I said, hey, she looks like she can inspire someone. She has inspired individuals. And, um, you know, she's not my first model to be on, a sh on, on my show. So she's a fashion model. She is a, a wardrobe stylist. And more importantly, she is a, a business owner, small business owner. Um, and the name of that company that she owns is 
at 1117. So with that being said, please welcome the talented and amazing print and runway model, Miss Jada M. Hello. Well, hello, Miss Jada. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am I am well. I am well. So I want to get something out of the way right now. So are you a traveler? <laughs> I am. I am, yes. Okay. Were you recently in Mexico? I was. I, I was actually. I swear. I think we might have been in the same uh, resort. Really? I just got back from Mexico um, with my brothers hanging out there. Uh, I just got back Monday. Wow. I was in Cancun, and I saw, I said, Dad, Gordon, that, those pictures look, look familiar. That's crazy. Small, yes, I was. I was in Cancun. Small world, small world. But enough of that. Let's 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 get let's, let's talk fashion. Let's talk fashion. Let's talk about you. Um, what made you decide to pursue a career in fashion first and foremost? Um, when I was a little girl, it was just something that was always on me. Like I just had interest in it. Um, you know, just going shopping all the time with my mom. Like I just would always be interested in picking out my own things. You know, when, when you're young, your mm -hmm. mom taking full control over what you're wearing. But I was like, I had my own look. Um, and I just knew, I just knew it was a part of me. And um, at a very young age, I had an opportunity to um, just shopping, just by shopping with my mom. I had an opportunity to, um, sorry about that. I had an opportunity to model for a store called Fashion Bug. And it was, it was an amazing experience. And from there, I just knew it. It's life. That's just what I love. <laughs> That's nice. That's, well, most, most women enjoy shopping, but you took exactly. it to a next level, right? Yes, absolutely. So how old were you um, when you started at, with Fashion Bug? Um, I had to be, I know I was in elementary school, maybe eight or nine. Okay. okay. Yeah. One of my very first guests, who uh, his name is Dallas X, and he does, I guess you call it print modeling, which is in the magazines and uh -huh. stuff. Yeah, so he does stuff for Target and other little things. So I guess starting young is, is the way to go when it comes to Yeah, um, it is. What what do you consider the most important facet um of the fashion industry? Um, what I consider important is, you know, just being an individual and being able to pretty much own a look, you know, because it's mm. it's really easy to emulate. You know, fashion these days is, you know, being an individual is, is really hard for a lot of people and, and being an innovator. So I think that's very important. Okay. That makes sense. That that, that makes sense when I think about yeah. it. You know, I, I've tried to change my fashion style a couple of times, <laughs> but somewhere I, I still come back to just putting on a suit. I haven't had to put <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right. But so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm those, I'm that guy to get the same polo. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing um, wrong with that. <laughs> what do you think are the current and future trends in fashion? What what's tell us what's popping now? Well, right now what's popping is designer, Dior this, Gucci that. Um in the future, I do believe um that's probably gonna change. Um I just think that a lot of my generation, we are pretty much 
showing, you know, that we can be different. We can be creative and, and everybody is finally, you know, putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. So I do think that, um, you know, it's, designer will still exist, but I, I think that, you know, the youth, we're going to be the future. Okay. So Gucci, Dior, all those good Louis Vuitton, some of these things have been around for a while. Absolutely. I've, I've gotten a pretty good suit from the Goodwill store. Do you, do you shop at the... Uh... Listen, <laughs> nothing wrong with the Goodwill at all. If you know how to put it together, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. You can find little pieces there. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. All right. That makes... Okay. How about to say? Because you can find some... Yeah. You can always find little pieces at, you know, the Goodwill, the thrift store, and even put it with designer. There's nothing wrong with it. If I find a top, a nice top at the Goodwill, but I have a designer bag that I want to throw on with it, listen. <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing because I can I can feel your energy because you're, yeah. you're so serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Define fashion versus style. Is there is there a difference? It is a difference. Fashion is, is the trend. You know, style is what makes you an individual, you know, what makes you, you really, you know, how, how would I put this look together versus how this person here will put it look together? You know, that's, that's the difference. Gotcha. Okay. So style. All right. So then I have style in. Absolutely. Absolutely. You make it your own. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can't tell me nothing. Do you ever see stuff? Let me ask this question. Cause sometimes uh, uh, folks wear solid color. They're always wearing a solid color. Mm-hmm. Someone that just always wear black or someone that always wears white. We've, we've heard of these individuals. What's yeah. your thoughts on those individuals that just always wear those solid colors? I don't think anything is wrong with that. <laughs> no? Nothing is wrong with that. I'm actually one of those individuals. I mean, I think my go-to is black. Like, I, I you can't go wrong with a little black dress, you know, with some nice heels and a nice bag. Well, actually, I could go wrong with a little black dress. I mean, <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> if you're a female, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't think it's anything wrong with solid colors. It's easier to put things together when you wear solid colors. So, okay, you you mentioned that you like to shop, right? So, what yeah. piece of clothing do you spend your money on the most? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, probably shoes and bags. Yeah. Shoes and bags. Um, as far as like tops and bottoms, I would go to stores like Forever 21, H&M, Zara. Nothing wrong with that. And then go online and and go find me a Dior bag or a Gucci bag and just match it all together. Okay. That's how you do it. Shoes and bags. Okay. Shoes. And that seemed to be the consensus when I, when I, yeah. Talk to the models these days. Yeah. Uh, not do do you read fashion magazines? Um, I used to. I will say that I've slept. Um, but my dad actually got me into reading um, fashion magazines when I was younger because he was actually a designer. So, um, but I do not now just because we're we have so much access now to social media. So mm-hmm. I see everything there. Um, that I don't really pay attention to magazines anymore. <laughs> Oh, that is too funny. Yeah, I, 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 that is too funny. That is too funny. Yeah, everything. I should, I should get back into it though. I actually have um, a membership with 
a magazine. I gotta figure what I what I'm paying for. It's a subscription, but um, I don't even read them at all. <laughs> I don't read them. That that's funny. <clears throat> where would so where would you like? And I know this for those that are watching. We are talking with Jada M, um, fashion model and and and, and owner of. Let's talk about eleven seventeen. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Where did you come up with that concept, that idea, the name, more importantly to me? Uh, so the name is actually my birthday. My birthday is November 17th. Um, so I just came up with 1117, um, and I spelled it out just to make it a little clever. Um, my logo is actually a seven. That is my favorite number, and it is the number of completion. So I just decided to use the seven as my logo. And yeah, that's pretty much how my name came about. Oh, creative. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now tell us about your fashion. What types of clothing do you have? It's something specific. And then while you do that, tell us also how they can follow your 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 brand, your company. Absolutely. So um right now I'm just focused on a streetwear brand, but I am going to um soon start designing dresses and things like that for the ladies. I do want it to become, you know, a luxury, um, a luxurious brand. Um, on Instagram, it is 1117, just how it's spelled out um, with the seven in the middle. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> how long, how long for those that are just tuning in and watching, how long have you been in business with, um, how long, you know, What's the uh, the duration in terms of? <clears throat> excuse me, you you've been open. You had your own business. Just launched uh, November seventeenth, twenty twenty. So Ooh, just long. Yes, just a few months. <laughs> yes, yes. So you're early in the game. I'm early in the game. Still learning. Still learning. But I'm excited. All right. Now, um, is it Instagram they can follow you through, or do you have a website? Share yes. how people can get a hold of you. You can follow me on Instagram at official Jada M and Jada is spelled J-A-D-A-A with the M at the end. Um, my brand Instagram is 1117, like I said, with the seven. Um, if there's any way I can, it's also in my bio on official Jada M. So you guys can actually click that in my bio. Okay. And then my website is can you guys, I think my, can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, I got Oh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, my connection is acting up here. It's okay. We, we, we got you. Okay. <laughs> it is 1117byjadam.com. And then that is also in my bio. Now, when you, when I think about fashion, I think about style. Um, I think about a certain look. <clears throat> Sometimes I feel like folks, you know, makeup is a part of that, right? Yes, it um, is. Now, now, is it possible for women to wear too much makeup? Um, a teach his own. You know, I don't really judge on who you know decides no, to put no on the full judgment. Piece of makeup. <laughs> There's no judgment, right? I mean, no. There's no such thing as too much makeup. You know, I think it depends on what the occasion is. If someone is going out to dinner or, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a shoot, 
it depends on what the occasion is. Me, I, I like a simple makeup look every day. I don't really put too much on, but. Like I said, to each his own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see you're being, being real politically correct right now, right? Because I've seen women. Let's, I mean, let's, you know, so there's no judgment. But <laughs> I'm thinking if, you know, there is a such thing as too much makeup. I, I mean, to me, I've seen it. Like, mm-hmm. it just, what's the word they say? Caked on. Okay, I think that act <laughs> like you didn't hear the term. <laughs> I think it depends on your ability to apply makeup. I would say that you know because I've seen a full face of makeup, but it can be pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, just as, as long as you know how to apply it. <laughs> I, I got Jada. You are hilarious. <laughs> and I don't think you even know it. Um, uh, here's a question from the, the audience. Do you think that the clothes you wear reflect what is inside? Um, yes. I think that it depends. Like when you look good, you feel good. Um, I, you know, I always go about that motto and, and you're confident about what you're putting on. So if I walk out the door with a suit on, I know I'm going to walk out the door and conquer the world, you know? So Absolutely. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. When I I get a haircut, you so good. <laughs> can't tell me nothing. Okay. Especially when I get a haircut, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Absolutely. Um, in what ways do you dress differently from from other? You know, so you're you're a fashion model. Uh huh. Tell us what ways do you dress differently. You know, I'm really into vintage. I like, you know, the designer is amazing. But, you know, for me, if I'm looking at designer, I kind of look into more of the vintage, you know, what's been worn back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like old Dior glasses, you know, pair it with a Chanel suit or something like that. You know, like that old fashioned runway model look. I love that. Ah, nice. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Another question comes that came in. Do fashionable clothes really change the way a person looks? <laughs> That's uh, um dang. I I would say probably. <laughs> <laughs> See you, yeah. you this is one of those cases where I would love to have you in the studio because really <laughs> yeah, because there's no Pulling the punches, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I think that when I look at someone and, and I feel like they can dress, it makes them more attractive. So absolutely. Okay. So so that that, that I mean that makes sense, right? Yeah. Versus someone got their pants sagging and exactly, you know, and then you can see that confidence on that person. That's what makes them more attractive. Okay. Now um I hear that modeling can be stressful. How how do you handle stress? It can be stressful. Um, honestly, I just give it to God. <laughs> I give it to God. I just pray, you know. Oh, goodness. Stress is going to come. Okay. Right. Gonna come. <laughs> so we, we had, did you watch the inauguration today? I watched a little bit of it. I did. You watched it. And, and, and Michelle Obama was looking pretty fabulous. Yeah. What would you wear to meet royalty or, or, or the president? What would you mean? What would I wear? 
what would you wear? Don't tell me that. <laughs> you can wear anything. I told you, I, I wear a nice vintage Chanel suit with a nice little cap, a little hat with a chair. Okay. A, I go crazy with some pearls. Oh, absolutely. You would go you would go all out. I would go all out. Okay. All out. Good 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 to know. <laughs> um so let's talk about Let's talk about some of your, some some modeling and some of the folks and um, where where folks where have you modeled at? Everywhere. <laughs> um, I modeled for a big conference. It's actually a um, Christian-based conference called the GGG Conference. Um, that was like one of my biggest platforms. It's a really nice experience. Um, I've modeled in music videos i've modeled um for easy stevie um devito story lane's video shot in new york it was, it was a lot of fun okay. yeah see that's what I, I mean i know but i want you to tell <laughs> i wanted you to tell folks <laughs> yes guys <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me um now you mentioned uh, you know again earlier you mentioned on that you know, your mother would always buy all your clothes and, and, and things of that, that nature. So now you get to pick out your own stuff. Um, okay. When you get old, older, mm -hmm. do you think you will dress like your grandmother or your grandfather? Well, not your grandfather. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Probably so, not. So let, me, so let me say this, because right, I want some thought. I want you to think about this. Because you know, you, you think about it. Um, and, you know, I'd be like, oh, man, because I see some older folks and I'm like, no way in the world. I, mean, I might be a little vain, but I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to I'm be dressing pretty. I'm I'm a pretty hip dude. I'm going to be mm -hmm. still looking pretty sharp. All right. I'm not going to have, you know, socks on up to my knees with shorts on and, and flip flops. Mm -hmm. Even though those socks are very supportive. It's, it's right. Clear. So what what you know when you get older what you what what's your thoughts you gonna you know um I would definitely you know dress a little more conservative I would say you know I'm not gonna say specifically like my grandmother um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my but I I think that there's definitely you know stages in life where hey I'm at the age where I can show my body off by wearing a swimsuit but you know i think that when i become a mom i'll probably be you know okay. a little bit more so there's phases. Covered. okay so there's phases to it absolutely right yeah, i think it's i think it's phases yeah yes yeah, because some some folks don't really they don't really get that i mean I, I yeah i do believe that i'll still be like hip though i i believe i'll be you know <laughs> <laughs> you said you'll still be you'll still be hip. I will still be in tune, okay? <laughs> Ooh, that's funny. In terms of um models that are out there, who who would you like to, you know, not even just models, but models, designers, um, who would you like to work with? I would love to work with Coco Rocha. Um as far as designers. Chanel, um, I, you know, I love Chanel. I keep saying Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will also like to work with Rihanna, Kim Kardashian. You know, they are now stepping into the fashion industry. So, 
I look up to them a lot. Uh, how how would you describe your your own personal style though? How would you describe your personal style? Um, I think my personal style is fun. Um, I think it's it's just you know throw it on and go. Like I don't really think too much about it. You know, I think. We're in that we're in that phase now. We just throwing. Yeah. I can't remember last. Look, time. Not like no, not that kind of throw on. Now <laughs> it still makes sense. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, no, this needs to be exposed radio because we will yeah. expose you. Yeah, no, just you know, a, a simple look. I'm very simple. I'm I'm very simple and just you know throwing a top, throwing some bottoms, and accessorize accordingly. Okay. So let's talk about accessories. Right? How important is it to accessorize? Because in some cases, so like men, winter time, you got some some dope boots, a nice coat. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it can be important, you know. I think it tops the look off. It's like the cherry on top of the ice cream on the Sunday. So, um, you know, if I wore my hair back or something like that, it would be important to wear some earrings, studs, or some hoops or something like that. You know, just to kind of finish the look off. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Certain hairdos you wear. Certain hairstyles. Yeah. And you and it's like you have to be careful because you don't want to over accessorize. So Okay. I'm I'm learning something, something. <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's gonna help me per se. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely learning some things here. <laughs> I'm definitely learning some things. Um now being a model. It's sometimes the perception that you get free shit. Mm-hmm. You do. <laughs> is that an actual fact or is that fiction? That is a fact. That is a fact. I will get DMs um, through Instagram from different companies, different brands, and they'll ask me to be a brand ambassador. And from there, we'll just, you know, exchange information. And then I'm posting the picture. Next thing I know, in their clothes or whatever it is. and Wow. It's, it's a dope experience. I love it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. You know, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, other ways, you know, that's the beauty about where we are in the world right now. Um, and, and definitely try to find ways to, I'm a big component of multiple streams of income. So Absolutely. That, that comes with my third principle of financial freedom, that, which is very important. Which is mm-hmm. very important. Um, all right, so we've got a question that came in here. Um, I think she has answered that already. They say, how much money do you spend on clothes a year? <laughs> yeah, I do not have an exact number. I but it sounds like it's I have to slow down. I have to slow down. <laughs> oh, this is funny. All right. Another question from our audience. What are some of the strangest fashions you have seen? Strangest fashions. Um, okay, so, so let me let me help you with this one. Mm-hmm. This is all you though, which I no judgment, right? Is it okay to wear stripes and polka dots? It just don't look right to me. Typically, no. Right? No, no. <laughs> so that yes, that would be a strange one. Yeah, I've, I've seen. No, you can't use mine. Use your own. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really seen anything lately. Oh, well. Um, you know, but I have a specific taste. There are some things that I, I don't really 
like, but I don't want to, you know, discourage anyone. <laughs> no, no, well, we know we want to inspire them. That's what we're not trying to, we're going to inspire them, but you know, we want to give them some information. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the stacked paints, like when it's overly stacked. You know, I like the slits in the, you know, on the side of the pants. I mm -hmm. like that, the zipper on the side of the pants, but just the stack all the way up to the almost to the knee, I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's becoming a trend. All right, we let's, let's, let's we're gonna, we stay with fashion now. We stay with fashion. <laughs> what fashions that you see today do you think will be out of fashion within two years? The stack pants. <laughs> <laughs> the stack pants, absolutely. That's not going to be in in the next couple of years. That is too funny. <laughs> that is too funny. One one of the questions that I, I ask all my guests, um, which is very very important, um, what what does living a rich life mean to you? When when you hear that or heard that term, what does living a rich life mean to you? I think about being happy. You know, I think that's you know a rich life. Being happy with what you're doing, regardless. You know, whether you have it or not, whether you you know have the finances or not. I think that. Being happy is the most important thing. So happiness, whatever that happiness. looks like. That's 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 what's up. That's what I like. To that's do. the rich life, doing what you love. <laughs> nice. So, what would you tell um, anyone out there um, that would be interested in getting into the modeling industry? What advice would you give them? Um, I would tell them to, you know, go do a small photo shoot, go get some headshots done because they're going to ask for headshots and um, full bodies. Um, when you do it, don't wear like a full face of makeup. They, they're not looking for that. Um, and just, you know, start a portfolio and, and put yourself out there. And, you know, we do have the social media platform as well. I would also start taking pictures for social media, you know, put your professional pictures on there and See how far I can take you. Oh. Have you ever had to deal with, uh, uh, I don't want to say arrogant or let's say difficult client, uh, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, there are some, you know, clients that won't allow you to just fully go through with your vision, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's normal, you know. Some clients they have a vision they have something specific in their in mind um and they just want it fulfilled so you know just me working with them i have to do the best that i can to make sure their vision is fulfilled at the end of the day yeah this this is true mm -hmm. and one more question here for you so what hobbies do you have that relate to the fashion industry um question i i can draw a little bit a little something um i i do like to sketch i like to sketch fashion um yeah and shopping <laughs> shopping spoken like a true model spoken <laughs> like a true model uh spoken like a true model well i i definitely want to thank you for for joining us um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, this show is dedicated to a, uh, uh, an extraordinary man, Franklin James, who um, passed away on the 16th. 
And um, he would definitely enjoy um, having a conversation with you. Uh, Aw, well, thank you so much for having me. He's pretty stylish. Um, so, you know, uh, let's let's close out with, again, providing folks with your social media, how they can get to your fashion, uh, your, your, your boutique. So we'll call it a boutique, right? Yeah. Um, and and um, share that information with them before we close out. And then any yeah. closing remarks you'd like to give. Yes, my Instagram once again is official Jada M. Official Jada with two A's at the end and the M. Um, all of my information is in my bio, and my website is eleven seventeen by Jada M. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for having me. This was fun. I had a great time. Well, thank thanks for joining. I, I know you was again being uh, politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. So at this time, again, I, I want to thank my guests for, for being a part of Living a Rich Life. Um, thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for sharing your inspiration. Um, in times when things are uncertain, always remember to be the best self. Um, look at that, somebody calling me. They, they know I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was going on with me. I'm like, I'm thinking my signal is acting yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, this we got to balance. Uh, as I was saying, in times when things are uncertain, always remember to to, to be your best self and, and live a rich life. Um, with that being said, I would like to close out with a message that was shared with me by uh, by Franklin James. And, um, you know, he's the one that actually was one of the keys as to me getting into the whole radio. And I wanted to share a message with him um, that he shared that pretty much got me uh, what I wanted to do today. And um, I'm getting a little emotional, so bear with me, Jada. I'm here. We're gonna find, we're gonna find that. Um, there we go. And so, had a conversation with Franklin and he said something of this along these lines to me. He said, every man's life ends the same way. It is only the details of how he lived that distinguish one man from another. And um, I will have to say that uh, Franklin truly was a man in the class all his own. You will be missed, Franklin. And um, I thank you for the push. I thank you for the support. And uh, again, once again, you will be missed. So until next week, again, thank you, Jada, for joining. Thank you, Garrett Jackson, for joining Living a Rich Life. Continue to be well. Continue to be inspired to live a rich life. I'm your host, Rich James. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.